Salutations! Woo! Woo! And welcome to the 41st episode of the In The House podcast. Yeah! It's the official podcast of Louisville City Football Club's official supporters group, Scouse's House. That's us, Scouse's yeah. House. I said that backwards tonight, yeah, okay. and then I got lost. That's all right. Uh, but uh, no, we are. We're an official supporters group yeah. of Louisville City Football Club, and we're going to talk a little bit about Scouse's House tonight. Usually it's just sort of the view from Scouse's House, yeah. but uh, tonight we're going to do a little family business also. So Would we'll- you say it's going to get meta? It's it's gonna be about what it's about, and that's always okay. a little meta. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go there a little bit. Cool. But uh, we're also gonna talk about some signings. We're gonna talk about yeah. some uh, some of the realignment of conferences. We're gonna talk some about uh, basically about everything that's going on with Louisville City Football Club yeah. since last we spoke two weeks ago. And uh, in order to talk to somebody about it, I gotta have somebody to talk to about True. it. Uh, I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I'm now going to bring in my partner, uh-huh. who tonight is coming to you live from the Vlasic Pickle Factory in Parsippany, New Jersey, <laughs> Andy Frederick, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Andy, welcome in. I love pickles. <laughs> do you? I do, actually. All kinds? What's are... weird is that I never like go out of my way to get pickles uh-huh. on anything or just pickles by themselves, but if they're pickles... Available to me like readily. Yeah. I'm eating those pickles. They're so you, delicious. You don't just like have a pickle jar that's been in your fridge for no, you know, for eight no. months. But if pickles are there, I'm eating those pickles. How are you on pickle backs? The pickle you know back what? being the shot that is a, a shot of bourbon or whiskey of your yeah. choice, followed by a shot of pickle juice. Yeah, is that in your Usually wheelhouse? Irish whiskey. Yeah, followed by. A shot. It is actually because it's it. It is actually it's pretty good. That sounds. I have personally never done it because I detest pickles. The first time I somebody suggested it to me years and years and years made you gag in your mouth. Like, oh, why would I do that? And then I went with them on that journey, and it turned into four of them. Okay, yeah. As shots tend to do. Yeah. A number of the uh, Scouse's House regulars are big fans of the uh, of the pickleback, and at several of the after parties, I've seen them be whipped out, and I'm disgusted by it every time. And now, why don't you like? Pickles? And now I'm a little disgusted by you. Why don't you like pickles? They're intentionally spoiled. No, they're not. I love they're cucumbers. Intentionally preserved. I love cucumbers. Cucumbers, delicious. Uh, You're not a vinegar guy. Though. I despise vinegar, yeah. which is weird because it's actually pretty good for you. That doesn't make it weird. There's a lot of stuff that's good for me that I don't like. Like a lot of life. Mostly the stuff that's good for me I don't like. I want as many preservatives as possible. I want it's as a, much sugar as possible. The vinegar is a preservative. It's yeah, a natural preservative. Not the kind I like. Okay. So, anyway, no no pickles for me. You come on back from Parsippany at the I'm, Vlasic Factory. I'm bringing you pickles. I'm going to get you on the pickle train. Uh, my wife will be very excited about that. Okay. Okay. Now that that nonsense has been covered, thank goodness, um, we have got, frankly tonight we've got a lot of purple stuff for you. There's just a lot of news to cover, a lot of news and notes that uh, we need to we need to clear up. Uh, we don't have a guest tonight, which I feel, as usual, fine about. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure our Off listeners, season. I'm yeah. sure our listeners are currently tuning out, and so we yeah. appreciated you stopping by, hearing pickle talk, mm-hmm. and now uh, if you tuned in for our wonderful guests. You're out of luck tonight. Yeah, uh, we had a guest lined up, but apparently they hate us and decided. Mostly McGuffey. Yeah. Right now, McGuffey is listening to this going, oh, "Damn it!" It's and just that's them. It. It's, yeah, that's it. It is just us tonight. So, uh, but fortunately for our sake, anyway, we have some purple stuff here in front of us. Yeah. So, uh, 
Raise a glass, buddy. Cheers. Yeah, bud. All right. Covered. Yeah. Okay, so let's start. Let's start with signings. Okay. I think signings yeah, is the yeah. easiest place to start. Yeah. Uh, we have, since last we spoke, signed two more players. And they are both players who are were not on the team last year. So it's no. the first two guys that weren't already a part of the squad. Uh, so since we last spoke, we've signed Taylor P.A., who is a defender. Mm-hmm. He is a monster mostly a center back, it looks like to me. Uh, and he is coming to us from Real, mm-hmm. both the Monarchs and Salt Lake. Because yeah. he was Salt Lake and then on loan to the Monarchs and then back to Salt Lake and then back to the Monarchs. Didn't get a ton of USL time last year. Mostly finished and played the season in MLS. He's got MLS experience going back. He uh, was with the Sounders system for a while. Yeah. He's got, it looks like mostly he's just sort of an athletic, big center back. Which is what you want. I mean, if you're looking for a center back, sure. Uh, It makes things a little crowded in terms of center backs on uh, on our current roster. In particular, it makes it a little crowded if you are, like Andy and myself, uh, Hopeful that Paco Craig might have returned to the squad. I think that the signing of PA makes it less likely that yeah. that's going to occur. He does does seem very, uh, hey, here's your new Paco. It, it has that general it, feel it about it. It has that feel. He's 27, and so he's a veteran, but he's not into, like, you know, the twilight years or right. anything. Right now, he's a guy who should be in his prime. And uh, looks like he fits the bill of a big center back that uh, has got some ball skills. Yeah, watching him play. I mean, I, I, you know, when they signed him, I looked up a few clips. I did research. Nice. I did research. Love it. Um, he looks uh, aggressive okay. for a defender. Okay. Like, uh, however aggressive a defender can be, yeah. he's that. And and to be fair, when you're watching clips of uh, yeah, highlights like, of yeah, it, they're that's going like, to skew towards things that they did that was big, right? Uh, which generally involves you know big tackles, big aerial duels, or mm-hmm. uh, you know goals usually. Uh, so uh, frankly, from what I've seen of him, I, I think that he's going to fit in perfectly. I think you could slot him in tomorrow next to uh, Sean or to Alexi, and you'll feel perfectly good about what you're running out there. Uh, or he's just depth, and you're going to run Alexi and Sean out there mm-hmm. and plan on it being Hulk and uh, the Frenchman. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfectly good combo yeah. also. But uh, the positional review we're going to do later in this show is going to be of our fullbacks, of our right back and left backs from last year, or wing backs, if you mm-hmm. will. Uh, ta- uh, Taylor, goodness, I've got that on the mind. Oscar. Jimenez from last year, Kyle Jay. Smith, and Sean Francis are going to be the three guys that we review. And uh, it leads me to be curious about whether or not we are going to go back to a three-man back line. I don't know if that's something that Hackworth is uh, comfortable with or planning on, but as our roster is currently constituted, it seems like it would make more sense to have a three-man back line of three center backs than yeah. it would to have two and two. Uh, that'll get into the conversation about whether or not Kyle comes back. But uh, yeah, at, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he toyed with it. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, one of the great things about the very beginning of the season is you get—it's so much testing the waters. Right, like, we're with this, you know, and you know, once you get into playoff season, it's. Uh, the same thing, you know what I mean? Like, so what's working, surprise. what's yeah. not, and uh, frankly, over the last eighteen months, we've switched 
from four to three to four to three to four. And that's where we finished last year. And so I don't know. I mean, I I really don't know how flexible Coach Hack is with his back line. But as it's currently constituted, it seems like it would make more sense to me to be running out there a Mm three-man back line. We'll find out. Uh, if it is not, then you would expect there's going to again have to be an odd man out because, as we've stated, we already have uh, Pat McMahon, mm-hmm. Sean Tosh, Alexi Swahi, and now Taylor PA, all guys who would nominally be center backs. Yeah. Now, there's some maneuverability there with Pat being a wing, Mm -hmm. and there's some maneuverability there. There's been discussion amongst the fan base about maybe moving Sean Tosh up a little bit and having him play in that sort of destroyer, uh, sweeper, stopper role right there in front of the fullbacks. Maybe the number number six. Yeah, I can see that. And I think that he could do that well, especially if you gave him a full offseason to sort of prepare him for that role. uh, Well, I think that's a big... Is that's such a physical role? It is, and I th- and Tosh has proven himself to be such a big physical player. I yep. think he, I kind of think he might be perfect for it. Frankly, he, he very well might. I think that's what's led for the fan discussion. I don't yeah. know that we've heard anything from anybody in the organization to suggest that that was going to happen. Uh, so that's that's one of the signings is Taylor Pa. He looks like he's going to fit right into that same mold of Alexi and Paco from yeah. last year, or that he'd be able to probably play out on the right or on the left mm-hmm. as we needed him to if we were going to play three at the back. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out. Obviously, it gives uh, Hackworth another tool in his belt to mess around with and yeah. see what he likes. As I, I say, this guy's got some serious experience at some uh, at MLS level and is. Uh, uh, high quality player. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this from a completely selfish standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he does something earlier early in the season that is just devastating to the opposing team. Mm-hmm. Like I hope he just has some save or just some like just something. Yeah. Right. Like maybe like he takes a he like 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 a nice header off a corner that's just beautiful. The old uh, Oscar to Paco exactly. now becomes Oscar to Taylor. So we can call him T Pain. Well, that's going to wrap up our show, everybody. Uh, it's been really fun. I'm going to have to go no, and euthanize Andy. And we can call him T-Pain. No, I get it. I get it. Because his last name starts with P. A P, and his first name starts with a T. Yeah. No, I got it. I don't know if he would like it. I wouldn't like it. So I'm, you're, I, you do not have me on board with T-Pain. Okay, well, halfway through the season, when everybody's calling him T-Pain... I want you to think back to this moment. We'll have him on the show at some point, I'm sure, and in that time frame. No, we'll don't do that, because he won't like it. He won't like it at all. Don't do that. Well, all right. We'll, we'll figure that part out as we'll we go. There. We'll get okay. there. Um, the second signing that we made has been uh, to shore up our suddenly depleted striker core. Uh, so we have brought in from Penn FC, mm-hmm. Lucky Kosana. Mm-hmm. And Lucky Kosana is... He's a veteran. He's 31. Yeah. He's been in the league. He's been in several leagues. He is a scorer. He is an athlete of yeah. the highest order. And he is a disruptor. Yeah. Uh, frankly, and this is first blush, because it's just sort of what I've seen in him playing against us. Mm-hmm. He reminds me a lot of Luke Spencer. Yeah. That you'd be able to do a lot of the same things with Lucky Kosano that you do with Luke Spencer. And having two of those guys... 
Sounds delightful. Oh, yeah. You know, it sounds delightful. Yeah. Our 3-3 uh, three, three draw against Penn FC, uh-huh. two of their goals were scored by Lucky. Including the one in, like, the first, in the first 45 yeah, the, seconds the of the game. very confusing, it was, yeah, when like, we were mid my old Kentucky home. When he put one home, and I mean, that, it was, was, it was very, that was rough. It was strange. I did not like him in that moment. No. But now I'm going to like him quite well. Yeah. His name's Lucky. And his name's Lucky, right? So you gotta you gotta like that immediately. Yeah. Uh, And eleven goals last year for Penn. That was that's a perfectly respectable scoring output, especially for a team that wasn't that good. Right. And so he's gonna have much better service this year. He's gonna have many more opportunities. It'll be interesting to see if we ever use him and Luke at the same time. It'll also be interesting. I've noticed this the last couple of times that they've done signings. They have changed, and I don't know if this is purely a uh, PR department move or if this was a move dictated by the front office or by the technical staff. I don't know whose directive this is coming from. Okay. But they have changed it now so that when they list forwards for Mm -hmm. the team, they list Luke Spencer, obviously. Right. They list Lucky Kosana, obviously. They were already listing Brian Ownby, which, fine. Yeah. Now they're also listing George Davis as a uh, as a forward. If you look at the most recent, if you look at the most recent uh, roster construction official release, that's how they have their forwards listed. Is those gentlemen up front? And I love George Davis, and George Davis is one of the all times yeah. leading, leading scorers in USL league history. I I've never personally considered him a forward. I generally think of him as a. Uh, as a wing, as an attacking midfielder. Yeah. I don't generally think of him as a well, uh, forward. The mo- last, I mean, this past season he had the most success as a, what you would consider attacking midfielder. As an attacking I mean, like, midfielder, absolutely. And and listen, you know, it's all semantics. All of these players are going to be expected to be able to play all over the field. Uh, Hackworth showed us that he likes to do enough high pressing mm-hmm. that your forwards are going to have to track back mm-hmm. and your uh, your. Fullbacks are going to have to play forward. Everybody's playing everywhere. So, I mean, you know, we're not, I'm not talking Cruyff uh, positionless football or anything like right, that. Right, right. But everybody has to do a little of everything. And I don't think it matters if you call George Davis or Brian Ownby a forward, even if they're mostly going to play attacking midfielders. Mm-hmm. I just found it interesting. You ready for this? Yeah. Early prediction. Early prediction from Andy. Because I'm just, I'm going down the ridiculous statement path tonight. Uh-huh. There it is. Early prediction. It turns out the Quattro, GD4, is just an amazing, pure striker, right? I wouldn't turns doubt out that. He's just phenomenal. Yeah. 35 goals in the regular season. That would be... That would be <laughs> Early news- prediction. That would be newsworthy. Shooting for the stars. You really are. Early prediction. There out on a limb. I know. Well, that's the only way I... So much of it is going to... Is going to be dictated by what they get before they go to IMG. Yeah. Uh, I think that going into the real training, the preseason, you know, team building and uh, game planning portion of your season, if you said to George Davis or to Brian Ownby beforehand, hey, you guys are going to get some serious minutes as a striker, or we're going to play two up front Mm -hmm. and you'll be, you know, a false nine or whatever you want to call it. Or we're just going to call everybody who plays attacking midfielder or forward, forwards. Mm. Fine. As long as they're prepared for that. I think if you told 
George Davis or Brian Ownby, you're going to play the role that Cameron Lancaster played for us last year. I feel completely confident that either of those guys is going to bag 10 to 15 goals. Mm -hmm. I just do. But I have always personally liked being able to have a target striker up there, which is why I preferred Luke coming into this season. Cam made me look like an idiot because he was incredible. But I like having a target striker, a hold-up play Mm -hmm. striker, and both Lucky Kusana and Luke Spencer are immaculate in that role. Uh, If you want to have Magnus or you want to have Ownby or you Mm want to have uh, George Davis or Niall McCabe or, you know, Richie Ballard or, in the end, Napo Matoso, Mm -hmm. really any number of guys trailing in behind that that striker, playing as a second up top, Mm -hmm. fine, fine. Goals are going to come. Yeah. The way this roster is currently constructed, let's say we sign no one. This is the team. We're going to go crazy lean like James O'Connor always liked to with like an 18-man roster. This team would be very good and is going to the playoffs. Yeah. Like, as is. Oh, yeah. No problems on that front. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on from Lucky Kosana, who we're both really excited to watch play. And I think, man, I feel bad for center backs. Having to, whatever route you want to go. You put both of them up there, that's brutal. You put one of them up there for 55, 70 minutes, and then the other guy comes on for 35 no, to 20 minutes. That's a nightmare for me. They're going to be, <laughs> they're gonna be worn down. They're going to be exhausted. Ugh. They're going to be battered. And uh, that was what Luke Spencer did in that final against Phoenix is he just battered those guys. Yeah. And uh, having to face two trucks like that. With real skills, I don't want to make it out like they're just targets. They're both very skilled oh, players. But man, that's gonna be that's gonna be a workout. I do not envy your, no, that's uh, a bad day your, your center center back. Yeah. So anyway, Lucky and Taylor, welcome to Louisville, mm-hmm. and we can't wait to see you guys out on the pitch and yeah. how you guys can contribute. And I'm sure you're gonna love it here because yeah. Blue City's really good at soccer. You're both gonna look spectacular in purple. Oh. Frankly, purple is just such a good flat. It it's really, a flattering really color. It's a flattering color. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move off the pitch now with our next piece of purple stuff and say that uh, the team store is reopened. Thank God. The team Jesus. store on 4th Street Live is open, open, open. Yeah. Uh, you can find the hours online. That uh, new merch looks great, man. And the, a lot of the new merch looks fantastic. If you are out there listening to this and thinking, gosh, I wonder what I could get Evan and Andy for Christmas uh, or Hanukkah, or really, really, any, whatever holiday you like to give gifts for, I like to receive gifts for all of the major faiths, Mm -hmm. and most of the minor ones, so really, feel free that I would look great in two stars, so send all that stuff, care of Scouse's house. Um, No, the merch does look good, the two star stuff, Oh man, it's really official looking. There's this, um, uh, they have the purple... Pullover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Looks great. It does. It does. But uh, I personally... Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Goodness, excuse me. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Man. I personally am going to hold out for the jerseys until yeah. I personally go to spend my own money because I know I'm going to get a lot of it for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, my, my in-laws get me, so uh, uh, there's no fear about me coming up short on the merch front, so I'm going to hold out my money until yeah. the new jerseys pop. I'm hoping Santa brings me that black Adidas track jacket. Okay. I see where you're going with this, and I like everything that about it. Is, the black Adidas sharp. track jacket oh, is very man. sharp. 
I think when we interviewed Niall two weeks ago, he showed up in the track jacket from last year, yeah. and it was sharp. I think this year's even nicer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good-looking merch. Get out there, 4th Street. The the shop is open. Spend your hard-earned shekels. It's Christmas, damn it. Get your people. We'll see. So. Absolutely. Um, moving back towards the pitch. Not onto the pitch, but towards but like, it. Yeah. Let's go rumor mill for a minute. Okay. So, uh, the rumor mill is out in force. So, we discussed briefly, not so briefly, with Niall a couple of weeks ago that Ilya Illich had signed with Indy. He is now a member of Indy 11. That is what it is. We are now in a situation where we will be seeing other former Louisville City players coming back into the fold because there are two additions to the Eastern Conference that we will be facing off against this year and uh, having to deal with that were players of the, of our ilk. We're going to get to be seeing Kadeem Dakers yeah. and Sean Reynolds coming back with St. Louis, and they have added another former Lou City star, Guy Abend, will be playing with them also. Oh. So when St. Louis comes to town, thanks to the conference realignment, they are, by the way, five years in the league. They have switched conferences every year. Gosh. St. Louis has Why? not yet gotten to because they're in the middle of damn America. Dumb. And uh, they are the team that sort of drew the short straw. I think they're probably pretty firmly entrenched in the East, they belong at, least, in the East. at least for a year or two now. They so. belong in the East, I feel like. And it, gets, it creates the Kings Cup rivalry again, yeah. which is always a delight. So uh, we'll be seeing some more of uh, Kadeem and Guy and Sean this season combating with us. But that's not a rumor. The rumors are about some of the players that are currently signed with the team and most specifically a, a player who announced that he's leaving the team. So Cameron Lancaster has officially stated yes. that he will not be rejoining Louisville City Football Club next year. We all knew that was coming. Everybody knew that was coming. It's a bummer. I mean, you know, I I think in the back of everybody's minds, it was like, yeah, he's leaving. But! And uh, I think, obviously, the but is gone now. And I think everybody sort of assumed that he would be, at the minimum, moving up to MLS. Yeah. The the prevalent rumor... To the point where people have announced it like it's a like it's a, a fact, thing, yeah. but neither Louisville City nor Nashville have announced that it was official. I've seen it three times on Twitter. I've seen it way more than three times. And well, uh, I get on Twitter maybe like uh, trust relatively. Me. I get you. I just mean that it gets discussed quite a bit. Ugh. Cameron Lancaster sounds like maybe signing a three-year deal with Nashville Soccer Club, which. I, I get it. They will officially be going to USL next season. To MLS. I'm sorry, yes. MLS next season. And they already have MLS roster spots that they can sign, much like Cincinnati did this previous year, where you sign them to the MLS team and then you loan them out to the USL, USL. team beforehand. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what they're planning on doing with Cameron Lancaster. Now, it sounded like this was a done deal like a week and a half ago. Yeah. And it still hasn't been officially announced. So I'm wondering if there's some sort of hold up with this. I'm wondering if there's some sort of uh, problem or if he's garnering interest from other places, which I hope all of that is true. Yeah. I, I, 
because I don't like the idea of playing against Cameron Lancaster. No. It's uncomfortable to think about playing against Cam. One, because he's a tremendous player and he'd, be, he'd make any other Gosh, team better. Yeah. But two, he's one of our guys, our guys. The same way as he's Ilya was. Start. The same way that Ilya was. It'd just be weird to see him not with the club. And I wouldn't understand it. Uh, yeah. I don't like the idea of him playing a year in the USL and not for Lucini. My thing is... Nope, I talked myself out of it even before yeah. I said it out loud. Right. But the key is I don't like it. Because Cameron Lancaster, to me, is a Louisville City football club yeah. player and uh, part of the family. And I don't want to have to root against him. And I will. <laughs> I will. The thing is, For me, it's like, it's almost... With Cameron especially, it's like an... The best way I can put this is that it's an insult almost to us that you didn't go up. Yeah. At least MLS. You know what I mean? Right. Like, come on, dude. Now, he's probably signing an MLS contract, so to him, that's probably like, yeah, I did but, go to MLS. Right. But you're still going to do, if everything that they're saying is true about Nashville, you're still going to be, for all intents and purposes, a USL player. Oh, yeah. Which, for this season, means that, for all intents and purposes, you moved laterally. Yeah. And to, if, you know, for Louisville City Faithful, it's like, come on. You're but Cameron Lancaster, you should have been like up, and so to us, it's like. But I, what was the point? In devil's advocate, if it's him, and he is in fact signing an MLS contract, then yes, the league play will probably be a lateral move. But I have a strong hunch that the uh, paycheck will not be a lateral move. No, and I'm. Ne- I'll, I mean, I'll never fault so, anybody for wanting to make more money. Right. God, no. But. It, Capitalism, man. Go go earn those shekels. If somebody's going to pay you to kick a ball really well, yeah, then absolutely. get every dime you can. But the illogical, like, the emotion part of sure. it is like... God. Don't like it. Come on, man. Don't like it. Can't know what are you doing. Yeah. Uh, playing, getting to now say stuff that I never would sort of allow myself to say really out loud. He's an injury risk. Uh, he's yeah. missed significant time in his career... Every stop, everywhere along the way, he's missed significant time with injuries. Uh, obviously, when he's on the field, he's magical. So, you know, that, that is what it is. But there, there is an injury risk that yeah. component that goes along with him. Uh, I hope that he has a completely healthy and successful season on a last-place Nashville team. Yes. That's what I want. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I hope that he comes one goal short of the all-time record that he set last year, scores none against Louisville City, and uh, and you, Nashville comes in last. Do you think that said injury risk was the difference between him going? And this is sheer like speculation. Do you think that could have been the difference between him just straight going to an MLS team now, or and going to a team that will be MLS? Like, do you think? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, sheer you think speculation. Was, I'll say no, because my thing is if. Nashville was ready to pay him MLS dollars, mm. then somebody else probably was also. Uh, I imagine that he just took the best deal he could find. And if that meant playing an extra year in the USL, hell, he already knows he's awesome in the USL. Yeah. So I doubt it. I bet, okay. I'll bet there were other offers that also came from other spots around the league. There are more rumors that he was offered uh, a spot with Orlando, uh, but that it was going to be league minimum to be a backup. Uh, and uh, that's... I bet he's making more than that and has been promised more playing time than that with Nashville. So, uh, you know, best of luck to him. 
He was he was a tremendous Louisville City football player. He no longer is, and uh, if he's in our league, then I wish him horrendous misfortune in the standings. Yeah, that's it. So that's rumor number one. Other rumor, and this one I'm only catching more vague hints of. I tried calling uh, a couple of front office sources and had very little luck getting any information out of anybody. But uh, the other rumor is Greg, mm-hmm. who is already signed for next yeah. season. There are people in the uh, USL lower league soccer Twitter sphere blogoverse, you know, you know what if yeah. he that uh, that are saying that Greg is about to sign with Mystery Club, that Mystery Club is about to buy him from Louisville City, and that he will not be playing for the USL or for Louisville City this season. I have no evidence that that's true other than the times that I've read it. So that is, to me, purely gossip. Uh, Several of the people who've talked about it are people that I have generally known to know what they talk about. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I give them credence. Like, if it was you and me tweeting, hey, I think these guys might be moving up, that means nothing. Some of the people we're seeing this from are people that often know what they're talking about. And so I will just say, um, how do I put this exactly right? No, please, no! No, don't go! (laughs) Don't! Just don't! Stay! Stay with us! Stay here! I mean, you can't be mad. so nice! It is, but you can't... I mean, if he's good enough, you can't be mad at somebody for... No! I get... I mean, again, all the same things hold true. If he's moving to the USL, then Greg is dead to me. That's just sort of the way that is. Uh, Much the same way that Ilya is. I, I will always appreciate what anybody does for the club while they're here. Yep. But once they have left the club, um, I will, you know, quietly hope for their success in every possible way, except in such a way that it will impact Louisville City Football Club. Bye, Felicia. Basically. But if they are moving up, and if he is moving on to another higher-tiered yeah, league, anywhere, anywhere in the world, then Godspeed and best of luck to you, and uh, go get those paychecks. And give them hell. It's it's strange how that works, how your mind affects these yeah. things. Because Mark Anthony K really gave us one year of impactful play on the field, mm-hmm. and I root like crazy for him in the MLS to do well. And Aiden Quinn gave two really big important years. Mm-hmm. He was a captain for us for yeah. a season, and uh, but he went to the USL, and I root very hard against him. I still appreciate everything he did for the club. Absolutely, I, I but I root very hard against him. Same way with Kadeem, same way with Sean, same way with uh, Chandler Hoffman, who, if I'm not mistaken, is coming back to the Eastern Conference. So we'll probably see a, have a Chandler Hoffman sighting. With who? Uh, his home club, which Memphis. No, you can look it up because uh, honestly, I think he's already signed. I mean, okay. I'm fairly certain he was, but. Uh, uh, I didn't pay as much attention to that because Western Conference, man. Right. But, uh, mm-hmm. No, he, uh, Chandler Hoffman, also likely to be back in the league. <laughs> so that means that our three all-time leading single-season goal scorers are all going to be playing lower division soccer next season, and none of them will be playing for us. That's harsh. Matt Fondy with the Oakland Roots, yeah. Cameron Lancaster likely with Nashville, and Chandler Hoffman with uh, Wilmington, That's frustrating. North Carolina... Memphis, something like that. Something like that. Uh, 
it's it is it's frustrating to grow them into yeah like, man like to on, nurture dude, them and then uh, watch them uh, go on to have success in our league. But I don't think that holds a candle to the fact that we expect to be very good again next year. Right. Speaking of, I will move us on to another piece of purple stuff, which is if you have not yet, go to the Cooper's website. Read Andrew Oost's yeah. article. It is Andrew Oost is a is a show favorite. We love him here. We had him on last season. He was great. We've traveled with him. We've partied with him. Yeah. We're big Andrew Oost fans, and uh, he has written uh, the first of a three part series for the uh, Cooper's website, and it's tremendous. Everything he always writes for them is well thought out. Mm-hmm. You'll notice he only publishes a couple of things a year, and that's because he get, takes his time and he does it right. Yeah, they're always quality. And uh, this is a great piece talking about where we've come from, where we're going, how we got here. And uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And if you are a Louisville City Football Club fan and you are, lis- and you are listening to this, and you, so basically everybody listening to this other than my mother, uh, please go read Andrew's article because it is chock full of worthwhile information. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that it specifically references, which is a, a subject that is near and dear to my heart, is the future of the academy. Uh, We have now signed former uh, UofL assistant coach, uh, former coach from uh, SIU, Edwardsville, uh, really, really quality person to run up the the outreach, public relations outreach, Mm -hmm. and the, uh, basically the development of where the academy should be coming from. And that's fantastic news. It's important for this club and uh, I've been saying it for a while now. Every year that we don't get the academy up and going is a year that we're falling behind. Yeah. Because soccer in this area, you have to have an academy. And uh, this hire is a huge step in the right direction for us to be able to uh, start that process. Yeah. Because if you wait until the stadium is up and built and the money starts flowing in from it and you're feeling great and look at our shiny new toy and then you start your academy then you're you're behind. Yeah. You're behind. They have to get the ball rolling on this thing this season so that it can be fully operational by 2021, somewhere in that range. Uh, it's not going to be an easy process. It's going to be a long and difficult process to put together a world-class academy here in Louisville to find the funding for it, to do it properly. But for professional soccer to succeed long-term in this community... The academy is one of the three pillars that you have yeah. to build it on, and uh, they will already have a good team, and they'll already have a stadium. So that's two pillars down. Yeah. The third is the academy, and so they've got to get that thing rolling. And I love the hire, and I love that Andy wrote about it because that's a that's a important subject for this team. And if you're not, uh, if you have the ear of people within the organization, and you don't every couple of weeks mention something about the academy, then uh, you're doing yourself a disservice because. Eight years from now, we need to have a fully functioning and productive academy system in place here in Louisville. And if we don't, then it's going to be harder to maintain soccer long term in this mm-hmm. in this area. Especially if we have any goals of moving up or uh, pressing for promotion or really competing with MLS mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you have in your mind as a goal for this club... It doesn't happen if they don't put together a top-notch academy, and that is a lengthy and complicated process. So I like that there's somebody in place now working towards that goal. Yeah. 
All right, so I covered Andy Eust. Mm-hmm. Okay, Scouse's house information. Yeah. We got an we've got an annual general meeting coming up. When? The first week of February. So we posted, and by we I mean the Scouse's house team. Right. Posted a uh, a post about the meeting being on February seventh at Molly Malone's in the Highlands. It will not be February seventh at Molly Malone's <laughs> in the Highlands. Psych. Yeah. So it will be that week. It will be at Molly Malone's in the Highlands, but it will not be that day because a very important member of the Scouts' House team wouldn't be able to be there that day. And frankly, almost everything we want to do with that meeting requires that person to be there. Kenny, I'm looking at you. And so since he, Kenny Allward can't be there to push the buttons and make nice-looking presentations and uh, be able Where's to show going? people stuff, you know, he doesn't tell me that stuff. Why? I don't know, man. Call I, him right now. Uh, we should put him on the phone. Uh, because Kenny can't be there, we will be setting it for another date. But it will be the first week of February, so start planning on being there. I know a lot of people double dip and are members of both the Coopers and Scouse's house just because they like to have dual membership. Right. Which is totally cool and smart. There are people who sit in our section and consider themselves part of Scouse's house who aren't dues-paying members of Scouse's house, and that's fine. There are people who pay for Scouse's house, love being members of Scouse's house, tailgate with Scouse's house, and then don't sit with us. They sit somewhere else in the stadium, whether it be on the Cooper side or whether it be in, you know, actual seats. No matter what your situation is, if you are a Louisville City Football Club fan and you are considering wanting to be aligned in some way with Scouse's House, I encourage you to come. We'll give you more information as we get closer to the actual meeting date, but it's important that the supporters groups be able to work together in general. Yeah. And that Scouse's house continue to grow itself. Yeah. Uh, some of that is about collecting dues. Some of that, which we did a much better job of this past year than we did in our first full official year, I'm confident that this year will be even better. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to discuss what we're going to do in terms of merch for this season. Mm-hmm. We need to do some elections of official oh, wow. officers. Now, the elections, your voting rights will be based on two things. One... Do you currently have season tickets for next season in Scouse's house? Okay. If yes, you can vote. Cool. Two, if you are an official member of Scouse's house, a dues-paying member from the 2018 season, you can vote. Okay. If you come to this meeting and you pay to be a member of Scouse's house for the 2019 season, you can vote. Everybody else, you're welcome to come and participate and have your voice heard and hear what we have to say. But uh, you won't be allowed to vote unless you are one of those three things. Patio deck season ticket holder, member from 2017-18, or intend to, buy a, uh, intend to buy a membership at the meeting for 2019. Yeah. Prices for 2019 are still being worked out right now. We will have that for you before we get to that meeting. Are you going to run for anything? I have no intention of running for office. Why not? I, I am a Scouts House ambassador, which is an elected position, but it's a nominated position. And so uh, myself and four others were Scouts House ambassadors for this past season. That was okay. me and David O'Connell okay. and Cody Ruth okay. and Joe Woolley. Okay. I think that's it, actually. So me and three others. Okay. Uh, Scouts House ambassadors, and I'm perfectly happy to continue in that role. Okay. We are going to have open elections for all positions. Oh. I'll be shocked if 
somebody unseats Scouse as the president of Scouse's yeah, house. Yeah, no, that's not a thing. If, he run, if you want to run against Scouse for Frankly, the Scouse's house, mostly people would just make fun of you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I suppose if enough people decided they wanted to pay for that meeting and wanted to raise an insurgency, that, you know, there could be a coup of some kind. I might run for something. You well, I'm about to get to the positions that are we know will be unoccupied. Because oh, okay. Pre- well, president okay. is currently occu- is uh, the occupied mm-hmm. member, the incumbent. That's yeah, the word I was go. looking for. The incumbent doesn't tend to run again, and that's Scouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the treasurer intends to run again, and that is Ginger okay. Kovacevic. and the uh, clerk, scribe, secretary. I don't want that. Yeah, he intends to run again. That's Steve McGuffey. Okay. The button pusher, the tech guy, Kenny Allward, intends to run again. You can have it, Kenny. Yep. And then we have one position that is being vacated, and that is the vice presidency. Uh, Kevin Boissonneau will. He's got a lot on his plate, and he still intends to sit with us and cheer with us and tailgate with us when he can, but he says he's just got... Too much stuff going on to be a, uh, a elected official. Okay. Vice president was a, uh, a busy job last year, and he did it great, and we really appreciated it. But he thinks that he needs to step away from it. We loved having him. He was a bit of Scouse House member from the beginning. He'll still be Scouse House. He just won't be an elected official. Okay. Uh, so vice president is open for election, uh, and then we are creating a new position for next season called member services or member coordinator we haven't settled on an official title for it yet but we need to have somebody whose real full-time job is who are our members have they gotten all their swag do they have season tickets how do we convince them to get their season tickets how do we get them their swag how do we set up stuff like outings and uh you know away games and tailgates and be able to contact everybody before we do it and during it's been a little haphazard Nobody officially had that as part of their job. Right. And so uh, we need to have somebody who can be handy with an Excel spreadsheet and uh, be able to work closely with Ginger or whoever becomes the treasurer to uh, uh, know that the people have paid and have their tickets. So, that make a difference, yeah. So Scouse's House people, come on out. We're, we need somebody who's dedicated. How come you don't do that? I'm really bad at that sort of thing. Shh. You should totally do it's, that. It's actually my official job. I was going like, to say, that's like, what that I do sounds my, a lot Because like I do that do. with my day-to-day life. Which means you, you're the most qualified for it. Um, there I'm is, voting for you for that position. I'm, I'm going to... Well, here's the bit about me for this, for this particular election. Uh, there has been discussion amongst the leadership group that we might create another position. It would be one that I would be willing to fill, which would be the uh, communications director which would be the person who was in charge of content for the website. And not in terms of the button pushing, that's still Kenny, but in terms of what do you create that goes out. Oh, I'll do that. You do the other thing. Well, we'll see. I'm not going to be the... There's zero chance that I'm going to do what I do He's with my so day. so good at it, Because though. it's my day job. Oh. What was it the Joker said? If you're good at something, never do it for free? You're not doing it for free. I would be doing it for free no, at Scouse's house. You're doing it for love and admiration. Anyway, uh, the, that, those are all possibilities. All right. So we're going to... Please, come out. Maybe you can do a better job. Undoubtedly, you can do a better job than Andy or I could. We need a vice president. We need a member coordinator. We mm-hmm. need to uh, you know, be able to come up with great ideas for the next season. Because we're going to talk about what merch you guys want to see. We have eschewed the scarf in the past. Because... Everybody does a scarf. And also because not only does everybody in the soccer world do a scarf, 
but you we are a summer sport here in the United States. So make things very hot. And then finally, because nobody wears a scarf, even a team scarf, anywhere else during the summer at all. No. So you're not being out there seen in purple and gold merch. We uh, really liked having the t-shirts last year because people wore the t-shirts out in public. Yeah. Or even just, you know, mowing the lawn or Shoes. whatever. Shoes are, you know, that's not a bad idea. There were dis- there have been discussions about hats, hats because uh, where we stand, you are staring into the sun, oh. and so having a, a little visor, hot. yeah. You know, we're, we've, there's been talk hats. about hats, there's ascots. Been... There it is, ascot. Yes, because it's such a formal affair in Scouts. What if we start making it? What if we just all show up wearing tuxes to the first game <laughs> and just keep that? Turn rolling. it into a thing. Like, yeah, it's oh, a formal party over here. Uh, <laughs> but really, we need all of your ideas also. Please, come on out. If you got to have scarves, then you know you might be able to talk us into scarves. But to me, you're going to get a team scarf already. Yeah. You're probably going to get multiple team scarves. Yeah. And so if that's the case, you don't, unless you're, you know, Cody Ruth and you need to have them to cover all of your uh, your lower half, yeah. then you don't really need more scarves. Does whereas, he wear pants under that? Uh, you really have to ask Cody. Uh, I don't know if I want to. No, no. Um but please, come out to the meeting. We'll give you more and more information as we go along because uh, we want you to be part of Scouse's House, even if you are a heretic, even if you are Cooper, even if you are unaffiliated, even if you don't want to be a uh, you know dues-paying member, we still value your input over in Scouse's House. Plus, it's going to be at a bar. We'll all be drinking, having a good time, and talking about Louisville City Soccer Club. Jesus Christ, I just said it wrong. Louisville City Football Club. I was going to just say Louisville City Soccer. Yeah. And then I just kept yeah, going. Yeah, threw the club on there. Yeah, and, and that ruined it. it. That's the first time I've ever done that. Um, Maybe you shouldn't have an elected position. I'm saying, especially now as a communications person. Um, all right, so that, that covers uh, Scouse's House stuff, except for one extremely sad note. Uh, the aforementioned president, Michael Scouse Bromelow, uh, most of you know him. Most of you have met him. He is about as friendly of a human being as you can meet. He is as passionate about this club as anybody you're ever going to meet. And he is currently going through a bit of a family crisis. Uh, His mother passed away about sometime within the last day and a half. And uh, all of Scouse's house, and I hope I can speak for all of Louisville City, when I say that everybody's hearts go out to Scouse during this tough time, uh, it's extremely sad uh, that he and his mother were very close. And even if they weren't, it would still be extremely sad. Scouse, buddy, we love you. Uh, safe travels over to uh, Liverpool to be with your family. And know that when you come back, your uh, whole Purple family will be here waiting for you when you be get here, back. Bud. And uh, we'll, we'll, raise a, we'll raise a toast to uh, your fine mother. All right? I think that covers mm. Scouse's house family business. Yes? Yes. Okay. Good job. Thanks, man. That's good. Uh, let's see if I've covered everything I wanted to cover. Do you think I did? I don't know, man. You always got something. Did you have any uh, purple stuff that you specifically no, wanted man. to discuss? No, man. We talked about all the stuff that I wanted to. You didn't to. want to discuss the schedule coming out by any chance? The first two dates of the season? I'm no, trying you, to you should go ahead. Oh, yeah. you think I should you go ahead? You should go ahead and do that. All right, so uh, we know now that the home opener will be on March 23rd. Oh, I thought it was the 20... See, this is why we need you. Uh, 
believe it's um, March 23rd. That's it Saturday. Th- Let's find out. Hold on. Yeah, yeah all right. Go. So he's going to officially look this up. We know that March 9th will be the actual first game, but that will be a road game. And that will be at, uh, I think it's that team that we don't know how to pronounce. Loudon. 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 I think it is actually Loudon. I just, it's spelled a weird thing. It is spelled and usually. My, my device is being. The worst. So you know what? Just speculation. All right. I think you're right. It's, on the twenty third. Uh, the twenty. Yeah. And uh, that's the home opener at Slugger Field. Everybody get excited. I mean, I personally don't like that we're not opening at home, but I get it because Louisville City is one of the larger draws, and I think they the league probably believes that we can uh, probably draw a little better. Attendance and viewership yeah. at a at a park, especially at a park for a new team. Yeah. Uh, then we don't need as much help for our home opener. Yeah, but I feel like it should be like they should have some sort of stipulation that if you're you know if you finish in like the top five of the league or the regular season, uh-huh. you automatically the next season get it. Get the get, the, get, the, get like you opening open day. Yeah. And then. Uh, that means that we're part of two home openers, ours and the one down the road. Yeah. So that's that. Frankly, I like that. You know, I don't have any objection to it. And Louisville is, as we learned at the beginning of last season, not tremendous. Great weather guaranteed. The first week of March, the second week of March. Even our home opener is probably going to be pretty cold. Uh, I don't mind it being two weeks later in March, though. Like, those two weeks can make a big difference. That can basically be the difference between it still being winter and it being spring. That's very true. And so, I don't mind a couple of extra weeks. Uh, I'm sure that there will be some massive, massive uh, viewing parties Mm -hmm. for that game. I have no doubt the team will put out for that and uh, let us know where everybody else is going to be partying. There will also be huge parties being held at people's houses and at uh, bars across the area to cut, tune in and watch for those first two weeks of the season before we get uh, before we get in here at home. But I like knowing the date for sure, yeah. which leaves us at like eighty days now. That's so close. Like it's so days? close. When Except you think it's about super it. far away. Yeah, but it's like still. I'll feel way better once we have made it out of. 2018 and into 2019 like once the new year's hangover is over so get to january 4th or something like that yeah and i'll be like holy crow man we're we're close yeah but now it still feels really far away it's next year still you know yeah but next year's like two weeks away but we're not there yet it's an entirely different calendar like i can't see it on a year calendar yet so when i can then i'll start getting a little more excited about it until then, I'm just uh, going to putter along here. Uh, I don't think we have the official news yet about dates for IMG Academy. Mm-hmm. Niall was telling us, you know, the second week of January, something yeah. like that. Um, so we don't have the official dates once the boys go down to IMG. So that week, mm-hmm. that will be the week we go back to weekly shows. Oh, okay. All right, so once the fellas have headed down there, we will go back to weekly shows, which is probably... You know, we'll probably do a week off this week and then do a show the following week. And then we will do one more week off, another show, another week off, another show, and then just and shows. Yeah. This is probably about how this is going to shake out. Yeah. We we promise we will bring in a guest again next week. You know, if you think about it like that, it makes it a lot closer. Yeah. If you think about it in terms of shows, oh, yeah. 
We're like it's super close. We're like seven shows away. Tops. Something like that. So uh, we're coming right up on our one year anniversary of doing these shows. No, we're not. I mean, we're coming right up on it. It was not. What was our first show? What was the date of our first show? I think it was like the third week of January. No, it wasn't. I really think it was because I think we did like four shows before the official season started. Kenny. Kenny. Kenny, you gotta let us. Come on, dude. No. Or we could actually probably just look it up. I'm pretty sure the dates are on the website. But I want to hear it from Kenny. All right, fine. You think I could forge the dates on that? It sounds more that kind official of coming from Kenny. I understand. Uh, so the real, the real deal now is that we are ready to do a little bit of banter. I think that covers now all of our purple stuff. Yeah. Frankly, that last bit of purple stuff, the dates of the home opener and our opponents, mm-hmm. That was not our best work. We weren't sure what the dates were. We weren't sure what the teams were. It's the off-season, brother. It's a, fun. We got to round back into form ourselves. There are like we, five people who are going to listen to this. We've put, on, we've put on our winter weight, and uh, I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> we're bundled like, up. We're like bundled up. for the. We're hunkered down for the winter. This was not our best work. We're like, hunkered, dude. It's fine. Oof. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're ready to banter a little bit. some purple nog is the problem. And one of the things I want to banter about is uh, addition, subtraction in the Eastern Conference. So, every season, mm-hmm. to me, the USL as a whole, and the Eastern Conference in particular, mm-hmm. has improved. Yes. I have felt like the quality of soccer that's being played is better each season. Yeah. The coaching has gotten better. The personnel has gotten better. Obviously, the facilities and the money going into the league has gotten better and better and better, and that's all <whistles> tremendous. We have managed to stay ahead of the curve yeah. because first Coach O'Connor and now hopefully Coach Hackworth have kept us there. Yes. We've had a lot of continuity, and I think that has helped. Yeah. Uh, again, we're bringing back 15-plus players from a, from a championship season. That's incredible. It's phenomenal. But this season in particular, more than any year but our first year, the players we are losing are core, core components of this club. Yes. And for the most part, we not only lose those core components, but those core components are going to our competitors. Yes. So, obviously, it hurts when you lose a Mark Anthony K. Yeah. But he went and played for Los Angeles. Right. And also, as great as Mark Anthony K showed himself to be, he and Ballard and Davis and McCabe all and Ownby all showed themselves to be a bit redundant with one another. Mm-hmm. Where I didn't feel like Mark Anthony K was like worlds better than Richie Ballard. I just felt like, you know, he was very good mm-hmm. and got his chances and he moved up. Ilya Illich had his best season by far. Mm-hmm in a purple uniform this past year, scored 13 goals, had 11 assists, mm-hmm. started in, if I'm not mistaken, over 80% of our games this past year. Yeah. And that means that we are losing a key component of this club. Yes. And he's not just leaving. He's going to a team that we will play at least twice, probably three times next mm-hmm. year. That's brutal. It is brutal. Indy... For the record, and I'm saying this now on what is today, December 18th. 18th, yes. On December 18th, I'm saying this out loud. Tuesday, December 18th. The Eastern Conference Final of the 2019 season will be a Leipzig. 
You think so? The Eastern Conference Final, the number one and number two seeds from the Eastern Conference will be Louisville City and Indianapolis in some order, and they will play each other for the championship next season, for the Eastern Conference Championship. Okay. Indy is making some serious moves. Yes. Serious moves. They pilfered guys from Cincinnati to bolster their squad. They're bringing over one of our best players, one of our most productive players, to bolster their squad. Mm -hmm. And I was scared of them last year. And last year they had like a week and a half to get ready. Yeah, They did not have a full squad. They didn't have a full training session, a full season. Martin Rennie now gets that team for a full off season. Mm -hmm. He knows who his team is. He's been able to make... You know, additions and subtractions based on what he wants. Indianapolis is, man, the Lippa FCs for next year are going to be lit. Yeah. They're going to be lit. they be crazy. And I cannot wait. And if they put one of them on Derby Day in this year, I'm going to riot. I'm going to full-scale riot. You can't unring that bell. Stop it. Yeah. Here's... When I, like, take the 30,000-foot view of all this... Uh, you are very tall. Well, to me... I'm going to bring all this back around, okay? I'm going to go waiting. way out there. I'm going to bring it back around. I so have said several times on the show, I've said it several times to, like, just in general, that I think in the next five to ten years, the USL will jump ahead of MLS. You have said that. I have said that. And this is one of the reasons. Because what we see are rivalries, are fledgling rivalries that mm-hmm. can be incredible rivalries. I mean, you've got Ilya going to Indy. You've got probably Cam going to Nashville. Like, stuff like that makes for really good rivalries, right? We've always said watches. We've always said that we had, I mean, going into this past season, we had a target on our back. Going into next season... We have an even bigger target on our back, right? Yeah, I would imagine. Right. Back Stuff to back. like that makes for good watching. It makes for entertaining entertainment for people who wouldn't normally watch something. Good storylines. Right. You've got a drama yeah. unfolding, right? This is another reason why I think, yeah, it sucks, but big picture, stuff moves like this are good for the USL because it creates that that story creates that narrative, right? Yeah. And that's why I think eventually the USL will be an even bigger deal than it is now. I think, you know, that bigger deal for sure. I think that the USL is on a great trajectory and I love the direction of both the individual clubs and the league as a whole. Mm -hmm. There are little things that they need to shore up and there are big things they need to shore up. I think that what you're talking about, about them leapfrogging MLS, that would be, I think, best case scenario for that to occur would be 10 years down the road, something like that. But I also think you would have, for that to happen, you'd have to introduce pro-rail. Well, I mean, and at that point, there's no reason to care which league is higher if there's pro-rail. You just decide where you are. But I hear where you're you're coming from, and I'll say, I I think that there's a lot of possibilities. I think Chicago... Getting a USL team would make a lot of changes, and there's big talk about them having a franchise. It's another show. It's another conversation yeah. for another yeah, day. But I'll say that that 
the rivalries that like what you're talking about are important. And I think that Indy and Louisville, I've said it before and I'll say it again, that they are that that needs to be the premier rivalry in the Eastern Conference. And I love that Indy took steps to make themselves as good as they I expect them to be next year. Tampa will be good again and probably not as dysfunctional as mm-hmm. they were last year. Nashville, especially if they are doing what it looks like they're doing, then Nashville is going to be extremely good again next year. Uh, probably better than they were. New York Red Bulls always fields a competitive team. One of the expansion-type teams or one of the former Western Conference teams in Swope and uh, St. Louis mm-hmm. are likely to be very good, at least one of them. Uh, and Bob Lilly is always going to be Bob Lilly. And so Pittsburgh is what it is. Yeah. I expect the Eastern Conference to be better than it was last year. Yeah. And that means it's going to be even harder to uh, make an accomplishment. Now, the the other bit to that is, again, referencing uh, Andy Oost's article. Uh, he says that to him, we need to put a lot of effort and energy into making a U.S. Open Cup run. That winning an Open Cup would mark Louisville's territory on the map efficiently, effectively, and sort of raise our profile. Yeah. And I don't disagree with him at all. I think that's completely true. One thing that I would like to see Louisville City do, as much as I'd like to see them make a run in the cup, I would also like to see them win a community. I'd like to see them win the, the league shield to have the best record across both leagues, yeah. which is the one thing we haven't done yet in, in the USL. It's the only thing we haven't accomplished in USL. We've had record setters. Mm-hmm. We've had back-to-back cups. We've had Eastern Conference championships. We had an Eastern Conference regular season championship. And there are people who get up in arms about the uh, about the cross league uh, shield because you're not. What difference does it make if we score three more points than a team in the Western Conference that we never played right. and that we played different competition? I don't care. It's how it's set up. Yeah. And if that's how it's set up, win it as it's set up. And I'd like to see us win a shield, just because I think that it's it, it offers a certain sense of legitimacy mm-hmm. to have a season where you win both the shield and the cup. Uh, so to me, I would rather have that than the U.S. Open Cup for this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. And I'm also afraid that this might be one of the last years we'll really have a clear path to it, because yeah. the Eastern Conference is going to continue to get better. The USL is going to continue to get better, and it's going to be hard for Louisville to stay as far ahead of the pack as we have been able to stay. Mm. Uh, This upcoming season, I think, is going to be a real period of transition for the USL, because by the time we get into the 2020 season, when we open up that brand new gorgeous stadium, it's going to be a whole different crop of teams than we currently see. They're going to have, it could very well be three conferences, an Eastern Conference, a Central Conference, and a Western Conference by that time, which means they'd have to have a different playoff structure than they have now. Uh, There are a lot of changes that I think are going to be coming for the 2020 season, just by virtue of how many teams could very well be in the league by that point, and by virtue of the hopeful growth again this season of the league. Yeah. This year, to me, marks a really good opportunity to win the overall regular season championship. I would like that. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Open Cup's always going to be there, and it's always going to be hard. Yeah. 
he mentioned the idea that you get to play in the CONCACAF tournament, which, God, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be completely crazy awesome. Uh, I think that having a season in the new stadium would be helpful before we did that because that kind of travel is expansive. Tra- flying a team down to play in Costa Rica twice or having to get a team to, you know, Guadalajara, Mexico for a game is brutal. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be fun. It'd be awesome. I- I'll have to start talking to my wife. The day it looks like we're going to make a U.S. Open Cup final, I'll to start trying to talk to my wife about scheduling a uh, scheduling our, pl- planning our vacations around where they're <laughs> going to be because that's not the sort of thing I can do day of. Um, she would love that too. You know, frankly, if I if I played it exactly correctly, <laughs> she might be on board. Sweetheart, remember how much fun we had in Costa Rica? Let's go back. Let's go back now. But with soccer. But there will also. <laughs> oh, hey, look at this! What? That week wall I had planned for us to be there. The soccer stadium that's only a mile from our hotel happens to be having a soccer game. Is that Louisville City well, in that that's, game? That's nuts. Yeah. What a happy coincidence. Yeah. Um, I expect that by the time we do our next show, we will be seeing a schedule schedule. Okay. Like, I expect that. The USL League One schedule is already out. The full schedule. Um, The one thing that's probably throwing a wrench in their schedule making is Ottawa. And I don't want to go too deep into this because it's complex and you need people smarter than me again to figure out exactly what's going on with it. But essentially... Uh, Ottawa has been denied the ability yeah. to play in the USL by CONCACAF, who oversees uh, the individual teams within the federation, as opposed to within the leagues. Generally speaking, they let teams play in whatever league they want, as long as the league wants them, but CONCACAF, apparently in an effort to try to help grow the Canadian Premier League, uh, is insisting that Ottawa not play in the USL and instead plays in the Canadian League to round out the Canadian League, I think. Uh, I don't know how all this can play out, but uh, as of the last graphic from the USL, Ottawa was still listed as a USL Eastern Conference team. I don't know if this would shove Swope back to the Western Conference. I don't know if this would, uh, or if they'll just... I don't know. I think there's no resolution to that, and you can't make a real schedule until you know if the team's playing in your league. Andy, how do you feel about Ottawa Fury? I mean, I kind of hope they stay in USL. Me it too. seems strangely specific. I mean, I get, like, if if you've explained it correctly, which I have no doubt that you have. It's, it's 50-50 that I've explained it correctly. It just seems, you know, just come on, Canada. Just get a different team, dude. You don't need to... It just seems weird to have built kind of a history of Ottawa being in the USL just to take them out. It seems strangely specific on CONCACAF's part. Like, yeah. Really? This is what you picked? To, like... Harp on? Yeah, like, to be your thing? Like, this is what... Yeah, I hope that this doesn't cause another rift between the individual leagues and CONCACAF. Yeah, I mean, uh, the problem is that federations and leagues have always had... Uh, Contentious relationships, but uh, you basically can't do go against the federation without real repercussions for your individual players. And so I'll be interested to see how this shakes out. I don't know what the next step is, but I'll be interested to see how this shakes out. It's really strange. Yeah. All right. I think that covers basically everything I wanted to cover. Should hopefully have a schedule within the next two weeks. 
should have a basic idea of who all will be on the roster. I, I still expect a few more signings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be oh shoot, we didn't do our player review, so we'll do that next time. I apologize to Kyle, to Sean, we'll get and it. to this Oscar. A, we had a lot of stuff. We can just lump them in with the midfield. So we'll uh, lump them in with the midfield next time, um, because some people would consider them defensive midfielders. So we'll, we'll just say that. I like your logic. Yeah, that was good reasoning. Thanks, man. Um, but what I was going to say in conjunction to that is uh, I'll be interested to see some of the guys who are unsigned right now. I imagine the Cam situation will be resolved. I imagine that we'll know what Kyle Smith's going to do, who sneakily I think might be the most important player for us to resign that we haven't at this point. Uh, so, Kyle. Come on, bud. Come on back. Um, Paco, Craig, likely to have that sorted. Speedy Williams. We've got, you know, players that still need to be figured out. Uh, whatever happens with Greg, that might affect whether or not we see Tim Dobrovolsky. Stuff. There's stuff to be resolved roster-wise that these next two weeks, I imagine, will cover a lot of it. Although it will also be a bit of holiday time during that fr- time frame, so maybe some people take some time off and don't bother with the signings. But if uh, IMG and preseason kicks off around the time that we expect it to, then that stuff's got to be resolved soon. Yeah. That's all I got. Andy, anything? No. You sure, man? Yeah. All right. What, well, are, you gonna, what are you gonna get for? What are you getting me for Christmas? I assumed that we would get each other the exact same thing we've gotten each other for every holiday for the last fifteen years: beer and a handshake. That sounds good. All right. All done. Right. Done. If anybody would like to get in on our sweet ass gift exchange, beer it'll and be, a handshake. It'll be the easiest gift exchange you'll ever do. It's great. Beer and a handshake. But. From the uh, Scouse's House family to your family, we will say that uh, we hope that any holidays that occur before our next show go marvelously for you and your family. And uh, that's basically it. That's it. Anybody? uh, Happy Festivus, you know. For the rest of us? It is for the rest of us. All right. I think that's it. So... Let's end this thing mercilessly. Let's put this thing out of its misery. Yeah, man. No, this was the same way we always do. This was something. Yeah, let's just. (laughs) And we and we generally only ever say one thing, and that is go Go city. city.